And now, on Prophetic Faith. for tuning in to another another week's broadcast here prophetic faith i'm pastor robbie barrett pastor of excellent faith ministries in tazel virginia and tonight we're going into part two of preventative faith it's one of the greatest series that i've ever teached on because you know some of the greatest victories that we have is battles that we never had to face think about what i just said because you know i know we've been taught in church for years that we are to expect battle after battle after battle after battle. Well, guess what? If you're always battling, it's going to be quite hard for you to help other people. Now think about that. But as we learn in this series on how to prevent things from happening, we know we can't stop every single thing, but we can prevent a lot of things in life from happening just by living by faith. He said the just shall live by faith. He didn't say use it when you need to. He said live by it. So let's get on into this, uh, this program today, and we're going to learn how, again, that we can take steps to have preventative faith, because that's the first part of faith. It's not just to fight. It's not just to combat. The first part of faith is to prevent things from happening. I'll see you in just a little while. Faith, didn't he? he even instructed people. He said, have faith in God. Or in the Greek, it says, have God faith. So everybody who agree in here this morning that Jesus had faith, didn't he? Absolutely. He lived by it. Again, the Bible says he's the author of our faith. So you know he lived by it. So what happened? Because he lived by faith, it prevented Satan from being able to attack him and touch him. Let me say that again. It prevented Satan from being able to attack him and touch him. Now, if you notice, you'll never read one place where it said that Jesus was sick. Come on. You'll never read one place where Jesus said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Come on. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I just don't know. You never read that. Why? Because he's, he made a statement. He said, Satan has nothing in me. Oh, come on. He said, he can't touch me. Well, how did he die? He, he let us know how he died. He said, no man can take my life. Come on. He said, I lay it down. Oh, come on, somebody say, I. I lay it down. See, the devil couldn't kill him. Man couldn't stop him. What did he have to do? He had to lay his life down. A sacrifice. Acts 10.38. Read what Acts 10.38 says. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost... And with power. And that word power there means dunamis. Who went about doing good. Healing all. Somebody say all. 
that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So because he was living by faith, he was pleasing his father. So his father was with him. He said, I can do nothing of myself, but the works that I do, he said, are from my father. I speak what my father says, and I do what my father does. That's what he said. Now watch this right here. If Jesus was bound by sickness, could he have went about healing all those who were or sick? No. He couldn't have done it, could he? Because he was bound himself, wasn't he? So what I'm trying to tell you is this. Long story short, I'm trying to tell you that Jesus, the faith that he had, gave him a predetermined victory. Somebody say that with me. Predetermined victory. How many in here today wants to learn how to have predetermined victories? Do you know what that means? That means it's fixed. Oh, come on. If me and Crockett get in the ring, it's predetermined that I'm going to win. That means there's no point in him even fighting, is there? Come on. There's no point. That's why I take, listen, the devil, he don't have a lot of sense. Because he's already lost. He's already lost the great victory. Jesus has done stomped his head in. Come on, somebody. He's done stripped all of his authority, all of his power, everything he had, he took it from it. Well, how's he got this and that? Let me tell you how. He stole it from, other, from Christians who don't know no better. If he's got peace, he's got your peace. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. If he's got money, he's got your money. He's a thief. You see what I'm saying? He's got nothing. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus made a public show of all the powers and principalities of darkness. He made a show of them. So how is he able to do this and do that? Because people don't know who they are. And so they give up their rights to him. Here you go. Here's my health. Here's my peace. Here's my joy. Here's my family. Here's this. Here's that. When you've got to realize, listen, you can learn how to have a predetermined victory in your life. How do you do that? By exercising your faith now for it. Amen? Brother Robbie, what kind of life are you going to live? Now, if I was most people in the church, I'd stand up here and say, well, you know, just bless God, whatever the Lord wants. You just never know, though, but, you know, what, whatever's fine with him, if he, if he wants me to just be miserable, I'll be miserable, and, that, and if he wants me to be happy, I'll be happy, whatever the Lord wants. Don't that sound so good? That sounds holy, don't it? That sounds humble, don't it? But it's not scriptural. What did he say? He said, I come to give you life and more, life more what? Abundantly. Which just look what God said. He said, beloved, I wish above all things that you what? Prosper. What else? Be in health. What else? Even as your soul prosper. Does that sound like, well, if he just wants me to be miserable? No. That's religion. And see, let me tell you something. If you don't predetermine your future, the, the devil will do it for you. He'll make sure you'll have a life of disease and sickness and brokenness and heartache and pain and all this other stuff. He'll set you up a life. Amen. Just as there are generational blessings, how many believe that by the, by the obedience that you have, you can set up generational blessings for your children and their children? How many believe that? Absolutely. But how many also believe that through your disobedience, 
through your actions, you can open the door to generational curses in your life that will be passed down from generation to generation. How many knows that? Absolutely it can be. Why? Because watch this. You've predetermined. You've predetermined. Bless God, mom and daddy dealt with this. Uncle Bob and, uh, and Aunt Sue, they dealt with this, and I'm next in line. Now that sounds a little foolish, doesn't it? But people talk like that all the time. All the time. Well, you know, it just runs in my family. Well, it's not supposed to run in your family. You're in the family of Jesus Christ. Come on. Predetermine your victories. How do you do it? By the faith you're releasing now. Now, how did, how did Jesus come to the place where the devil had nothing in him? Well, because he was Jesus. No, he was a man just like you and I. He had to face temptation just like you and I. In all points. Somebody say all points. So there's nothing that you're dealing with right now. Watch this. That, the, that Jesus would say, well, I don't know anything about that. Oh, that's good. The Bible says we now have a high priest that can be touched with our infirmities. Meaning he can relate to us. He can relate to our struggle. He can relate to the pressure. He can relate to the troubles. He can relate to all that. But yet he's still victorious. And so if he's victorious, then I've been commanded to be victorious. Amen? Why? Because I'm one with him. Come on. I'm one with Christ. Mm-mm-mm. Galatians 2.20. Read this right here. It says, I am crucified with Christ. These are for all those people that say, well, you know, that's Jesus. We can't do what he did. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by what? The faith of whom? Oh, that's good, church. That's good. You don't even know it. I live by what? The faith of whom? So you mean to tell me that Jesus' faith is working in me right now? Yeah, it's working. Because you know what? The Bible declares that there's one faith. The Bible says there's one God, there's one Lord, there's one baptism, there's one faith. So if there's one faith, there can't be many different kinds of faith. Amen? So watch this. So those of you in here that have been given that measure of faith, when you are saved, you've been given a measure of faith. What faith have you been given? You've been given the faith of Jesus. My God Almighty. Who loved me and gave himself for me. 1 John 5, 4. Listen to this right here. He said, but everyone who has been born of God has won the victory over the world. Well, bless the Lord, you just never know. No, let's read the Word. Let's get off of people's opinions and let's get on to the Word. Everyone who's born of God, who's born of God in here this day? Yes, you have the victory, period. You have the victory over the world. Our faith is what wins the victory over the world. I had you quote earlier, our victory, our triumph, even our faith, that's the King James Version, this uh, good uh, God's Word translation says this. Our faith. Somebody say, my faith. Which is what? Jesus' faith is what wins the victory over the world. 
Now, when he talks about the world, what's he talking about? He's talking about the rudiments, the elements of the world, the principles of this world. How many knows this world is full of violence and sickness and poverty and troubles and pain and sorrow and all that? We have won the victory over that. When he's saying the world, he doesn't mean a planet. He's talking about the system of the world. The way the world functions. So by our faith, by the faith that we use, what kind of faith? A preventative faith. We now have victory over every area in our life concerning the world. Amen? So many times we say, well, one day I'll just be so glad when Jesus comes back because one day there'll be no more sin, no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more that. Guess what? There's a verse or there's a command that Jesus gave to the disciples when they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And what did he say? He said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So how do you pray? First, you give honor to God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on what? Earth as it is in... Now, we've got to change that. You say, what do you mean? We, we, don't ha- we don't have to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because his kingdom came. I mean, come on. What did Jesus say? He said, the kingdom has come nigh to you. The kingdom came, didn't it? And the kingdom triumphed over all the enemy. So now, how should we pray? You should be praying, uh, my Father who art in heaven, I honor you. I give you glory. Your kingdom come, your will is done in my life as it is in heaven. Oh, come on, somebody. So you know what that means? That means you should be living here like you live in there. Here's practice. How many knows what practice is? That means you act just as if you're in a game, but you're not really, right? You ought to do the same thing. This is our practice. We ought to be showing people the health of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, the blessings of God right here on this earth. So my God, that it will win their hearts and say, I want this same God that you've got. So therefore, when we all get to the real game, we'll be together. We'll be ready. I just don't like praising God. Well, you're not going to like heaven. You better be practicing now. Amen? We better be practicing how we're going to live there because guess what? When you get there... There ain't going to be no other way to live. Come on. You're not going to be able to get to heaven and say, well, I just don't believe you should have that. God, why you got streets of gold? Why couldn't you just have gravel? Come on, somebody. You know how people talk. You better start doing it here. So now I exercise my faith with this mindset. I have the faith of the Son of God working in me. So when the devil says, oh, you don't have enough faith, Get out of here. Jesus' faith is working in me as I speak. If he can't get it done, nobody can. Are y'all hearing me? So you've got to know, you've got to realize that, that Christ is living in you. My God, God himself is living in you. The Bible says that Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He's living in you. And you walk around here with your head hang low, Saying, well, you know, I just can't never get ahead. Come on. Start exercising your faith. 
Start, listen, start making preventative measures in your life. You want a future of peace and joy? Start exercising your faith in that area. You want a, you want a future of health to enjoy your family and blessings that, to, do, to be able to bless your family and bless people around you? Well, then start exercising your faith there. Will the enemy come and attack it? Of course he will. That's his job. But your job is to crush him when he does. Ooh, somebody say Hallelujah. My goodness, you can't stay doubtful in here. Now notice what it says. It says we've overcame the world. By what? By faith. Write this down. Some of the absolute greatest victories are from battles that's not even fought. Now, a lot of times when we talk about victory, we've got in the mindset, oh, after a great battle. Well, you know, I've learned that some of the greatest victories in your life is when you don't fight them at all. Amen? Now, I thank God when you, you're sick as a dog. I mean, you think, you'd go, you think you're just going to die. And God makes a way and he steps in. Man, it, it gives you an appreciation, doesn't it? But you know what I like even better? That when symptoms, when they first try to come, you shut them down there and you go on about your business. That's a lot better. Amen? That's a whole lot better. Now, I love, I mean, when it looks like your back is against the wall and the banks are calling, they're saying, we're coming to repo this and take this and take that. I love when God makes a way, I mean, when it was impossible and you know it was. But you know what I like a whole lot better? When the enemy starts pressuring my finances, I give and more comes in than what I had to start with. That's a whole lot better. Somebody say amen. That's a whole lot better. So what I'm trying to tell you is, write this down, the reward of victory is staying in victory. I'm going to say it again. The reward of victory is staying in victory. What does that mean? Simply this right here. Health is better than healing. If you don't believe that in here, we need to talk. Health is better than healing. Amen? Prosperity is better than provision. How many knows when, when the people of Israel were in the wilderness, God had provision for them. They never were hungry. He made sure they had manna. He, he caused rock to co- or, or, excuse me, water to come out of a rock, right? He gave them a cloud by day and a fire by night. He took care of them. But how many knows that was not his ultimate goal for them, was it? His ultimate goal for them was a place of prosperity where he said, you'll lend unto many nations and you will not borrow. A place of prosperity where he said everything you have will be multiplied. He said you'll have houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, a promised land, right? That was prosperity. But what came before prosperity? Provision. Don't get those mixed up. And say, oh yeah, I'm prosperous. God's meet my needs. That's not prosperity, that's provision. Amen? Prosperity is not only are your needs met, but you're meeting other people's needs. That's prosperity. So let me say it again. Prosperity is greater than provision, is it not? Victory is better than deliverance. Now, say, now why are you saying all this? I'm trying to give you a different mindset. If you can believe God to heal you and meet your needs and deliver you, then why can't we exercise our faith to believe God to keep us in health? Keep us in victory. Come on. Keep us in prosperity. So therefore, the healing, the provision, the deliverance, we could, we could stand for other people. Are you seeing what I'm saying? 
Meaning this right here. If I'm always having to believe God for me to be healthy or for me to be healed or for me to be blessed, I can't focus on other people that needs healing, that needs uh, provision. Amen? So watch this. Simply put, what God does for you, walk in that victory, stay in that victory, and give it to somebody else. Amen? We shouldn't be a people that always needs delivered, but we should be a people that's always delivering others. Ooh, come on, somebody. Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith. Somebody say, now faith. Not tomorrow. No, it didn't say tomorrow's faith. Yesterday's faith. What did he say? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You could say it like this. It's the reality. If there's a substance of something, then there's a reality of it, isn't it? Oh, you're just make-believing something. No, I'm not make-believing something. There's a reality to this. There's a substance to this. Amen? Whatever I'm releasing my faith to. It's the evidence of things what? Not seen. Not seen where? Here. Can you see it in the Spirit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see it in the Spirit. Because Paul said, For we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. So you can see it in the Spirit. Now, notice what I read this Scripture to you to tell you this. It's time to start now. It's time to start releasing faith in any area that you could possibly think of in your life. It's time to do it now. Don't wait. Don't be like everybody else and put it off to the last minute. Don't do that. Do it now. You say, how can I do that now? Uh, I was asked at men's meeting the other day. Uh, a group of the guys, they was telling me, they said, well, how do you pray? And I said, one, I pray many different ways, but one way that I pray a lot of times, and as I'm praying it, it builds my faith all at the same time. You say, well, what is that? I tell them, I said, I've got certain scriptures that I look up, that I have uh, memorized where they are, and I'll go, and I don't just quote them. Because how many knows you thinking about food is not going to feed you, is it? You've got to literally go whip something up and put it in your mouth, chew it, and swallow it, right? Before it gives you any benefit whatsoever. See, we got a problem in the church. We like to quote Scripture. Now, that's good at a certain point, but guess what? When you run out of that nourishment, how many knows if you just ate, you're good for now. But there's going to come a time you're going to be hungry again. Praise God. As we watch this program, we are learning in advance how to stop the enemy in his tracks before he even gets to us. You know, one of the greatest revelations that God has given me, and I've got to give him praise for it, is the fact that he taught me that how to prevent things from happening instead of expecting things to happen. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm saying that for years, you know, I grew up in churches that people just expected to have sickness, expected to be broke, expected to be depressed, expected the enemy to attack them on a weekly basis. But that's not how God wants us to live by faith. God wants us to live in a way that we are preventing things from happening. The armor of God, which we're going to learn about in this series, the armor of God is not to... Uh, not just to help you when a battle is raging. No, it's to, it's to protect you from being harmed. 
That's what the shield is. That's what the armor is. The breastplate, the, the, uh, the helmet of salvation, all those things. It is to prevent something from happening. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't stress this enough. That's what faith is for. It's to prevent that bad report. It's to prevent uh, the financial crisis. It's to prevent the enemy coming into your marriage and breaking it apart. That's what God wants us to use faith for. Not after something happens. By then, oftentimes, it's too late. So I want to encourage you right now. Start now. Start now in your faith. What do you believe in God for? What are you striving after? What do you want to happen in your life? Start releasing your faith. Get into the Word of God. Because let me tell you something. The faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know the, what, what the will of God is, you can't believe God. When you get into the Word and you see His, uh, His will for your life, this is what I want for you, then you can exercise your faith. Amen? I want to pray for you right now that you will begin to take measures in preventing things from happening in your life. How do I do that? You do that by starting to use your faith right now. So I'm going to pray for boldness in many people because oftentimes we don't use our faith, not because we don't believe God, but watch this. Oftentimes we don't release our faith because we're timid about it or we're not sure about it. But I'm going to pray for boldness right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every person that's watching right now, Lord, that they will be bold. One thing that you said to me, Father, you said there is no fear in me, but there's only faith and boldness. So, Lord, I pray right now that your people will hear your word and that faith will come. Faith doesn't come by praying for somebody to have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, Lord, I also pray boldness in them, that they will stand boldly on the things that you said. When the world says you can't have those things, you can't do those things, that they will stand bold and show the world what faith can do. I thank you for this now, and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Glory to God. Thank you again for watching this program. Faith Partners, thank you for your support, for your giving. And if you would like to become a faith partner right now, pray about doing so. Your, uh, your assistance, your sowing into this ministry helps us take the gospel further and further for the kingdom of God. And that is what it's all about. Lives being changed. That's why we're here, period. So again, thank you also to those that are writing us, that are contacting us through social media or through uh, mail or just a phone call. Thank you. Again, uh, your words of encouragement help us just as much as we're able to help you. So we appreciate all you do. We appreciate all the faith partners. And most of, most of all, we appreciate what God is doing in this ministry. I'm telling you, faith is taking us farther than we could ever imagine. Because he said, with faith, nothing shall be impossible. I'll leave you with that. See you next week. Keep walking by faith. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264 Haswell, Virginia, 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.